And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones. We are excited to be here with you. We're with Lamb Lion Ministries. And for those of you that are watching us via social media or following along, we'd love for you to post your questions or your comments and also share the programs with your friends as well. As we've got a great topic prepared for you today as we're going to continue to talk about the Millennium Madness. So again, stay tuned to today's program. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if you will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord, as always, thank you for your great word. Thank you for opening up the Bible so that we may understand it. Lord, and as we prepare for your kingdom, we pray for it to come soon. And we ask you, Lord, to please uh, come soon. We're anxious, Lord. Maranatha, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you can do to it. Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista and Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we're talking about Millennium Madness. Hey, for those of you that would like to become students of Bible prophecy, we'd love for you to check out cca.university. This way you can grow in the knowledge of the coming of the Lord and in His Word. And more information at 592-9537. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. It's great to have you on. Hey, brother, it's always great to be on. I'm excited. I can't, I can't actually believe it. A week has passed again so fast. I, you know, we, and it's just amazing, Nathan. And so much happens um, uh, during the week. There's a lot of exciting things. I have to say this week has been very exciting, Nathan, because you and I have been posting a lot of wonderful conferences that uh, have been coming up. Or Dr. Reagan's been speaking in different areas. You're going to be speaking in different area so it's been an exciting week and and of course nathan um what excites us is when we get to share the good news of jesus christ with individuals so nate i know you're going to be uh um sharing in a few places can you talk to us about a little bit about the ministry and what you're going to be involved in well certainly uh, lamb and lion ministries if you're not familiar with our ministry is a bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the sooner return of jesus christ and we do that, of course, in a number of different ways, primarily through our television show, Christ and Prophecy, which you can find on our website at ChristandProphecy.org and aired on all the major Christian TV networks. Uh, you can go to our website again at ChristandProphecy.org, and we have all sorts of videos and articles, social media, a blog. You can sign up for our newsletter. We want to give you all this, these materials to, to help you get excited about Jesus coming back. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, to accept him as the Lord and Savior of your life. So check us out. ChristandProphecy.org, uh, Vic and me and the other evangelists, including our own uh, founder, Dr. David Reagan, are speaking all throughout the country. So if you'd like to come and see us in person, uh, check us out. I'll be uh, preaching on February 23rd at Brookhaven Church in McKinney, Texas. Dr. Reagan will be in El Centro, California this weekend preaching. Uh, Tim Moore, uh, who's our associate evangelist, will be preaching at Southeast Christian Church in one of the Sunday school groups there. And then we have our big regional conference coming up at the end of April in Louisville, Kentucky. We hope you can attend and uh, join us at Hikes Point Christian Church. And then in our big Lamb and Lion Ministries annual conference here in the Dallas area. And that'll be held the last weekend of June. Uh, check it out on our website, ChristinProphecy.org. We have all the details there. Oh, fantastic. A lot going on. A lot of wonderful opportunities for individuals to grow uh, in this incredible uh, uh, subject matter of Bible prophecy. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for sharing uh, that. Last week, we had a lot of fun on the program, Nathan. I saw Tim was able to join us last week. 
Yeah, yeah, he was in town, and uh, we hope to get Dr. Reagan on at some point, and uh, maybe Patrick Oliver, who's the other evangelist on our team, uh, and even guests. We can bring in guests. Uh, uh, the more the merrier, right, to, to discuss Bible prophecy and be excited about the Lord's soon return. Ooh, I think it's exciting, Nathan. And, and if we keep this up, we're going to have to go back to our one-hour program like we used to do. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you interpret the second half in Spanish. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just so, so, so much happening around the world in Bible prophecy. And it's sad because a lot of people think the Bible prophecy, uh, all they know is the maybe gloom and doom, but they don't understand the good news behind it. Because as we see Bible prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes, Nathan, that is exciting for us who have trusted in Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's 31% of the Bible is Bible prophecy. I mean, the most prophesied event in the entire Bible is the return of Jesus Christ at his second coming and him taking up his kingdom and, and ruling and reigning on this earth for a thousand years. Uh, this has happened and this is coming. The signs of the end times that Jesus gave us throughout the Gospels, uh, particularly in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, point to the fact that we are living during that time period. Just this week in February, we've seen the coronavirus continue to spread throughout China. Uh, we continue to see there's also swine flu and uh, pig viruses that are in China. Uh, great locust plague is spread from Africa and through the Middle East and now also has entered China. We're seeing political upheavals, wars and rumors of wars, uh, earthquakes, uh, volcanoes even popping up all over the place. And Jesus said that, that the sooner we got to his return, these events would happen more with increasing frequency and intensity, which shows that even though we've had all these events throughout history, if they increase in frequency and intensity more and more up at an exponential scale, that means we're getting closer to his return. And brother... It seems like we can't even keep up with the signs of the times ever each week passes. You know, Nathan, you make such excellent points because, again, people simply have to open the newspaper and line up with what the Bible says. And, and Bible prophecy is being fulfilled right before our eyes. One of those things, of course, is uh, wonderful uh, videos that you've made in the past with the explosion of just technology and the Bible predicting uh an increase in technology and knowledge. And I love that wonderful work, Nathan, that you're doing with uh, those digital short clips. And I just think it's fantastic to educate people on, on the reality of what's happening all around us with Bible prophecy. Well, one of the signs of the end times is the fact that technology would increase exponentially. And we've certainly seen that as Daniel 12:4 prophesied. And um, so, yeah, I did a video teaching about that, and we create a number of short little videos called Inboxes, which you can find on our website, again, at ChristinProphecy.org and our YouTube channel, Christ in Prophecy. And uh, we're trying to get people excited about the Lord's return. Uh, you know, you're right, what you said earlier. It's it's strange that, that as Jesus said, to, to keep watchful and to look, and he gave us the signs to look for. And yet it seems like the church is more interested in their health and their wealth and their best life now when the whole world is is groaning like in birth pains, getting closer and closer to Jesus' return. The church seems to be falling asleep about it. it it's, it's just like uh, the, the book of Revelation prophesied. The last church in the church age would be the church of Laodicea, a spiritually apathetic church. And brother, we're there. Right? The church is seems to be blind to what's going on around the world as, as, as the Bible teaches. And and so I'm hoping that uh, as we discuss these things that people's eyes will be opened and, and they'll see what the Bible is teaching about this subject. 
Absolutely. And not only not only do we see uh, people uh, blind in certain areas, but we also see there's a lot of misconception about Bible prophecy, uh, misunderstandings, uh, false prophets and false teachers twisting scriptures around, literally stealing the hope uh, of individuals as to what the reality is. And one of those areas is, is with the millennium. Uh, we, we went into the turn of the century, Nathan. You remember Y2K <laughs> and the, the oh, yeah. frenzy there. Uh, yeah, you stock food? No, I did not get to stock any food because I knew, Nathan, that nothing was going to happen. <laughs> right. uh, yes, nothing happened to that. But there is a millennia coming that the Bible prophesies, particularly in Revelation chapter 20. Six times the Bible prophesies that Jesus is returning not to rule through his church, but to physically rule and reign from Jerusalem over the earth for 1,000 years. And that's coming, and that's the most prophesied event in the entire Bible. So if Jesus thinks it's important for us to know about it and look forward to it, then we as his followers should be equally as excited about his return because Jesus' victory becomes our victory as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent point, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We're talking about the millennium madness, so we want you to follow along with us and get your Bibles ready and go to Revelation chapter 20. Nathan, you made a very good point there as we talk about, you know, oftentimes, the number of times that the Bible talks about the millennium, but some people don't even know where it is. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, and maybe read for us there in Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 7, just in case someone isn't familiar with this? Okay, well, again, the, the concept of Christ's millennial kingdom on this earth is found throughout the Bible. It's not just Revelation 20, but Revelation 20 is where we find the amount of time that it lasts. Christ's kingdom will last, excuse me, 1,000 years. So this is one of the best passages about it. But uh, yeah, you can find this prophecy throughout the Bible and we can read those different verses. But all right, Revelation 20, which, which part would you like me to read? Well, Nathan, I thought maybe we could do, uh, if, you, if you could open for us reading uh, verses uh, 1 through uh, 5, and I was going to read verses 6 and 7, and then we can do a little recap. Okay. Revelation 20, verse 1 reads, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up and set a seal on him, so they should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things he must be released for a little while. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. And then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their forehead or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years." But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. And verse 6, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. But they will be priests of God, of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now when the thousand years were expired, Satan will be released from his prison. Nathan, I see a lot of number. Uh, 1,000 number here and, and over and over. Can you talk to us about this? Well, right, and this is where the Latin, where we talk about the millennial kingdom, milli means thousand, and so literally millennial kingdom means the thousand-year kingdom. And so here 
in Revelation 20, we learn that Christ's prophesied kingdom where he will rule and reign on this earth, it'll last for a thousand years. And we read in this passage a number of things happen. Not only is Jesus ruling and reigning, but Satan and his demons are defeated at Jesus' second coming. And Satan is cast into a deep pit where he is kept and not, he won't be released for a thousand years. And so that's a great victory for, for not God, everybody. The, the fact that Satan, who is the ruler of this earth at this time, who's caused so much evil and destruction and death, will be locked away in a prison during Jesus' rule over this earth. You, you know, Nathan, it's amazing. The Bible talks about a literal 1,000 years, yet we find many views today, a number of views, uh, denying this fact. And you talked to us about last week about the amillennial point of view. We believe in the premillennial point of view. Uh, and, and, and the reason why we believe in our point of view is because it's biblical, right, Nathan? Right. If you take a literal interpretation of the Bible, which is the correct way to interpret the Bible, uh, the, the plain sense makes sense. Look for no other sense, lest you end up with nonsense. That's the golden rule of interpretation. Then you, you take what the Bible says at face value. Obviously, there are literary terms and symbols, but you let the Bible explain those as well. And the Bible teaches, here it says six times, six times, that the kingdom of Christ will last for 8,000 years. So we take that literally. And that makes us what's called the premillennial viewpoint. Now, there is the amillennial viewpoint. A means no, so no millennium. Uh, they take the thousand years to be figurative. They say, well, Jesus, uh, or God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And well, there's not, there's more than a thousand hills. Therefore, that's figurative speech. But then they take it as far as saying, well, every reference to thousand in the Bible must be figurative. Like, what? That's a leap in logic. So no, uh, they believe that we're living in the millennial kingdom now. And as we learn about the kingdom, we see G uh, Satan bound in a pit and not troubling the world for a thousand or is that happening now? No, there's too much evil in the world for that. So the millennial view is, is just nonsense. It's a spiritualizing of the Gospels. It's not taking the Bible for its plain sense meaning. And then there's the post-millennial view, this idea that the church will grow and grow until everybody's saved on the earth, and then we will hand the keys of the kingdom over to Jesus at his second coming. And that is totally not biblical whatsoever. I mean, it's great for a great missions movement. It fueled the missions movement of the 1800s. But when you see the church declining in the West and suffering throughout the world, there's no way that the church is conquering the world for Christ. And we read in Revelation chapter 3 that the final phase of the church is the church of Laodicea, the apathetic church. And now an apathetic church does not conquer the world for Christ. So the post-millennial view is also not a very good interpretation of the Bible. A good interpretation of the Bible using the plain sense meaning is the premillennial view, which takes the kingdom of Christ to be exactly as it says here in Revelation 20 to last a thousand years. Mm, excellent point. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, you're tuned into our truth will set you free. Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Land Lion Ministries. We're talking about the millennium madness. Again, we thank those of you that are tuning tuning in live right now. We see a number of you on social media there via Facebook. Hey, feel free to share with your friends and family the link to our program and uh, allow them the opportunity to uh, be blessed as well to learn about Bible prophecy. Uh, Nathan, you know sometimes people they just for, people don't understand the purpose uh, of the millennium. And sometimes uh, we need to educate individuals. I mean, you read for us right there in Revelation chapter 20, Nathan. One of the purposes of the millennium is because 
we are we're going to rule and reign with Christ. And that's been one uh, of the promises we find in the word of God. And that's also clear uh, right there. This is not an imaginary thing. It's not a spiritualizing, but we will literally be reigning in a literal uh, place for a thousand years. Yes, uh, the part of Jesus Christ ruling and reigning on this earth, it's also the prophecies that go with it is that the church will rule and reign with Jesus as well. Nathan, I was thinking to another area that sometimes people don't recognize is that the Bible talked about how the Lord would take control of this earth. He's going to deal with wickedness and judgment, and then he's going to rule and reign. And I just love Psalm chapter 2. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, in, in Psalm chapter 2? Again, this is also a passage that oftentimes people don't dive into. When they think of Bible prophecy, they generally only think, primarily of the book of Revelation in the New Testament, but there's many prophecies in the Bible that talk about uh, the Lord uh, ruling and, and reigning. And a Psalm a chapter 2 uh, is a wonderful, wonderful Psalm. And I was wondering, Nathan, if you might be able to take us there and uh, read for us verses uh, 1 through 5 in Psalm chapter 2. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just before we do that, if I could, let me point to some verses that talk about the saints ruling and reigning. You find Daniel 7.18 which prophesies, but the saints of the Most High, that's his followers, believers in Christ, shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and even forever. And then you've got Daniel 7, 27. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. And there's other verses like Revelation 24 through 6, which we just read, which talk about again and again, we're promised that the saints will rule over this earth under Jesus Christ, obviously, as the Lord and King, but uh, Christians will rule over this earth in our glorified bodies as administrators and teachers and judges and, and lawmen and all that. We will serve the Lord and we will rule and reign with, with Jesus Christ. And that's a promise that Jesus has made to the church. You know, and again, Nathan, we find this is uh, future events because you and I are not ruling and reigning right now. <laughs> No, absolutely. The, the church is actually under persecution in much of the world. You read about Boko Haram murdering Christians in Nigeria, about Christians in internment camps in North Korea, in China, which I think a lot of these disasters affecting China is because China has really cracked down hard on the, the home churches there over the last few years. We see Christianity in, in Eritrea and in any Muslim nation, and even the United States constantly being silenced in the courts. We're seeing again and again Christianity being persecuted. So yeah, the church isn't ruling and reigning right now, even spiritually ruling and reigning the earth. Uh, evil abounds. I was just reading today about the rise of witchcraft, how witchcraft, there are now just as many self-proclaimed Wiccans and witches as there are Unitarians. And that's Amazing. a thing that, that that's growing and increasing. But again, Revelation tells us in the end times that people will be, be really into witchcraft. So that's, that's coming. That, and so, no, that, again, that's a, the post-millennial teaching that the world's getting better and better. You just have to watch the news for five minutes. You see that the world is not getting better and better. <laughs> no, that is an excellent point, Nathan, and that is so true. And this is why, again, for those of you that are tuned into the program, we want to educate you so that you can be excited, but yet understand what awaits this world and also what awaits us who have trusted in Christ Jesus. Amazing. So, yeah, Nathan, if you can take it to Psalm 2, that would be fantastic. I love those uh verses that you just share with us that I think those were very encouraging. Okay. Well, how far would you like to read? 
Let's do a verses one through six, Nathan, in Psalm chapter two, just in case someone out there doesn't have a Bible, they can follow along with us. Okay. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep pleasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. Nathan, I, I, I always love just um, reading this passage because it's true. The Lord laughs as supposedly these kings on this earth. I think that they're actually the ones in control. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how you, you've heard that old saying that man plans and God laughs. Because, you know, God's a sovereign. He's got his own plans, his own direction for every person he's ever created. And the kings have set themselves against God. They've turned to Satan, even if they don't actively know they've turned to Satan. They've turned to his world system in the hopes of breaking free and being their own gods and their own rulers over this world. And God laughs because, you know, it's, it's fascinating about Bible prophecy. There's this term called proleptic. Proleptic statements are prophecies that are said in past tense. So you read them and you know they're about the future because they haven't happened yet, but from God's perspective, they've already happened. So when we read about these prophecies in the Bible, when we just read Revelation 20, for instance, for you and me in this point in the timeline of human history, the millennial kingdom is ahead of us. But for God, who wrote the Bible through the Holy Spirit to different men throughout history, the millennial kingdom's already happened. It's past tense to God. Now that'll... It'll blow your mind, but but that's true that for God who wrote the Bible, he's writing it now in the eternal state and looking back at human history, whereas we in this point are looking forward. So for God, it's already done. His enemies have already been vanquished. These kings, he laughs because they're plotting. It will be just in vain. They'll never rule the world. And uh, it's all in the, under God's sovereignty. So of course he laughs. It's, it's like when your child tries to to, to do things that they can't possibly do because they're too small. You, you kind of have to chuckle a little because there's no way they can do it, you know, but God's got everything in control and that should be comforting to us. Woo. Excellent, Nathan. Excellent point. And again, we see that Psalm chapter two is an exciting uh, passage because, I mean, Nathan, this was written thousands of years before the event. And like you well put, the millennium is still in the future. And yet here the Bible prophesied and spoke about this event, what was going to take place here in details. And if this if people don't believe uh, the word of God to be true, uh, to me, it's just amazing how the enemy has truly uh, blinded, blinded their eyes. Would you be able, Nathan, to take us through the following verses there, verses 7 through 12 of Psalm chapter 2? We'll pick it up in verse 7. God says, I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Ooh, wait, you just said 3,000 years ago. You are my son. Hey, this is a reference to Jesus. Okay, I'll pick up. Today I have begotten <laughs> you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. Ooh, now, Nathan, can it be any more clear? I wonder who this son could be. <laughs> 
I mean, clearly the Lord is speaking through his Holy Spirit, through King David here. We're talking exactly 3,000 years ago, about 1,000 B.C. is when this psalm was written. And King David is long gone and dead. So clearly King David wasn't expecting to be called the son and rule and reign. But he was anticipating through the Davidic covenant a descendant who would rule and reign on his throne forever. And that is the prophesied Messiah. And we know that to be Jesus Christ, who fulfilled all the Bible prophecies, all 109 distinct prophecies about the first coming is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And so Jesus is what this Bible and of all the passages in the Bible. Uh, I'm glad you picked Psalm 2 because Psalm 2 really points to the fact that God has a son and the Pharisees during Jesus' time period should have read this psalm and known what it was talking about, that God can have a son. Well, that kills the Unitarian argument right there, that there is no Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They're just one God. Well, yeah, there's one God in three persons, just as Psalm 2 says, and that it prophesies the Son taking God's inheritance, excuse me, given God's inheritance, and that he will rule and reign from Zion. Well, where's Zion? It's one of the mountains in Jerusalem. It Jesus will rule and reign in Jerusalem, and he will take over this earth and rule and reign it. And God's enemies, it says here, better kiss the son. In other words, uh, you know, acquiesce to the king, bow before the king, or perish in his wrath. Nathan, I love that passage, and it cannot be any more clear. I mean, it, and it actually closes with a blessing, Psalm 2 again. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him, right, Nathan? And that's what this program that you and I do is all about, is encouraging people to put their trust in Christ while there's still time, because we can either bow to him now uh, lovingly, out of grace, willingly, uh, voluntarily, or like many, they every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, right, Nathan? Yeah, just as the Bible prophesies. Even uh, the worst of the worst, Satan, the Antichrist, the false prophet, Hitler, Mao, Stalin, uh, Nero, you name it. All the baddies from history, the worst of the worst, will one day bow before Jesus Christ. Now, that doesn't mean they're saved, but it means when they stand before Jesus Christ, they would admit that he's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And as they're being taken away to eternal punishment, they will bow down and proclaim Jesus as the Lord of all. You know, Nathan, that's why I, I know we only have a few minutes left to the program, but we, the, the Bible is very clear that we uh, are going to rule and reign with Christ. We're going to be in a place where there will be no more sin, no more death. Uh, and it's just going to be a beautiful place that God wants everyone to go to. Again, uh, it's a relationship uh, with Jesus. It's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful place that we are looking forward to. Uh, entering into and we believe of course the rapture of the church uh, can occur at any moment and that's why the urgency today is for those of you that are part of this program if you haven't trusted in Christ again what are you waiting for time is taken away and you just never know when your last day will be so we want you to take the opportunity to consider your eternal life and we want to give you an opportunity even right now for you to uh, start our relationship with Jesus. As we oftentimes do, we pause and uh, give you an invitation to respond. So listen, wherever you are, we would love to encourage you right now to pause what you're doing. Give us your attention for a minute. Uh, my co-host Nathan Jones is going to share with you 
briefly just how you can enter into that relationship with the Lord right now and and have that eternal assurance. Nathan, would you be able to speak to that person on the other side who maybe hasn't started a relationship with the Lord, how they can do that right now? Well, you probably heard the most famous of all passages, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. What that means is you need to approach Jesus Christ in faith, believing him to be the son of God and the savior of your sins. Jesus' death on the cross paid for the punishment of your sins. And when you accept that gift, because it's a gift, you have to take it, then God's wrath no longer remains on you. You are forgiven of your sins. You can The guilt is gone and you can stand before God one day uh, free, clear, and pure. And you can inherit eternal life with God forever and live in his home, heaven, forever. And so all you have to do is pray from your heart. Pray in faith. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And you will have a new life in Jesus Christ. Ooh, amen. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. Listen, if you pray that prayer for the first time, wherever you are, we would love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 305-992-9537. You can text us there. Those of you that use WhatsApp, you can also reach us that way. And you can always use Facebook Messenger and uh, send us a message. We just want to rejoice with you, send you a Bible, and help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And listen, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. We have one more verse that we were going to uh, share with you found in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 6 through 8. But Nathan, I thought maybe we could just leave it for our audience for homework. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. Get in that Bible. Uh, the Lord speaks to you through God's word. So the more you read it, the more you hear the Lord's voice. Absolutely. So make sure that you read that passage and uh, let us know what the Lord showed you regarding that. But Nathan, wow, amazing. Again, our time is over. Great topic, Millennium Madness. Like always, Nathan, thank you so much for helping expound this passage for our, our listening audience. Thank you, brother, for bringing it up. It's a very important passage. It's our future, whether you're in the kingdom because you're saved or you're awaiting judgment in Hades. Uh, if you're not saved, those are that's where everybody's destination is. So you got to decide today, where do I stand in Christ? Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And of course, our time has run out for this segment of the program. So Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry, we want to thank you for being part of the program. And we pray the Lord will bless you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you again. If you're in need of prayer.